What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your client's long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Hymanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Hymanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. Hello, and welcome to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. Corey, how are you today? Great. Great to be here, Eric. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Audience, here's the deal. This is Corey's inaugural podcast, his very, very first one, and this is an opportunity for you to get to know him, both on a business level and a personal level, this podcast is broken up into about two sections. We'll cover a little bit of his history and business, and then go into his personal life a little bit so you can get to know him better. We're going to start very, very simply. This is the WIN podcast. Corey, what does that stand for? I know that WIN is an acronym, Corey. What does it stand for? Everybody knows what winners are and what winning is, but we like to use the term acronym WIN for what's important now. What's important now? All right. I like it. And uh, obviously, you've got education on your mind. You started this podcast to be able to help educate folks. And uh, I know that you're going to be educating them on what is important right now. So let's get down to business. And speaking of business, how did you decide to get into this business that you're in? Tell us a little bit about your history. It does date me a little bit, but I'm going back in time to a day where you had to read a newspaper to get the stock tickers or the, the results of the stock <laughs> yeah. market on any given day. Mm-hmm. As I was growing up, my dad was an investor, owned stocks. I learned from him and I got an interest in things and watched him thumb through the paper after work every day and watch the nightly business report. It was about the only place you could get this type of information. And it just kind of stuck. When I went to college, I got a degree in finance and banking and went out into the real world. And I went to my first job interview Totally unprepared, mm-hmm. you know, as a college kid. As we of, all do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so the first question from the owner of the company, he says, where do you see yourself in five years? This was a chain of retail stores. And I was applying for a job to be in the accounting department at the corporate office. And without thinking, my answer was, I see myself on Wall Street, maybe working on the exchange floor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't even know why I said it. But I'm from the Midwest, small town. The likelihood of me working on the floor of the stock exchange five years from that point was ridiculously crazy. Mm -hmm. He he didn't laugh and the interview went well and he hired me. Craziest thing. We fast forward about seven years. Things went well. I learned a lot, moved up in the company and the chain of stores got sold. I faced a, a fork in the road of sorts. What do you do next? And had the opportunity to move to a bigger city, work in a corporate office keep doing what I was doing. It was probably the safe route. Mm-hmm. And and the old boss said to me, you know, he says, I know that's the easy way to go, but Corey, you like to invest. Maybe you should get licensed, hang a sign out front and, and start your own business. I gave it a little bit of thought. And at the time I wasn't married, didn't have a ton of responsibilities. I thought, let's do this. And, and so that's what I did. And, and now decades later, I look back and we have clients all over the country and helping thousands of households. It's, it's crazy. That's awesome. But it's funny how things things in life just sometimes go full circle, so to speak. All right. So you've been doing this a really long time and that's fantastic, but who do you work with and, and really what's your specialty? This is not the answer that you probably expected, but 
we like to work with optimistic people. All right. I know you're the answer you probably thought I'd give was uh, small business owners or individuals or retirees and high net worth, all those things. But at the end of the day, I've done this long enough, I've realized that the people that succeed at investing and get ahead and are happy in life are optimistic people mm-hmm. because they believe and they understand in better days ahead. And I'm not trying to talk political or anything like that. I'm just saying markets are irrational. And so people that easily get pessimistic views have trouble being successful investors. So Mm. we like to seek out optimistic people who value our opinions and thoughts. That makes sense. It's it's a lot easier to work with someone that has a positive attitude like that than somebody who (laughs) you're you're dreading picking up the phone going, oh, man, I have to call Mr. and Mrs. Jones and. All they're going to do is complain. <laughs> you know, that's never so. I, I get it absolutely. If you were to to frame up your ideal client for me, who would that be? We really enjoy working with people in the early stage of the successful part of the journey. And, and so, what does that mean? That means in the growth phase. Essentially, you've got investors in two camps. They're either in the growth phase, or they get to a point in life where they're now going to start enjoying and spending their money, which is essentially cash flow for life to do the things you want to do. I love working with both sets, but it's really fun to work with young investors in the growth mode where we can shape and teach them the important aspects of behavioral finance, of doing the right thing at the right time and avoiding the wrong things Mm -hmm. in order to get to where they need to be. And I'm not saying everybody has the same goal of how big their pile of money can be. No, that is not it. Everybody has their own goal. And that goes back to why we want to encourage people to figure out what's important today or what's important now. Yeah. So how do you do that? I mean, what are you doing for your clients that allows you to speak into their lives and and help shape that behavior and shape their their future? It really comes down to a lot of communication because until somebody trusts you, until that client trusts me, they're not going to share all their personal Mm -hmm. information or their goals and hopes and dreams. And so we get to know our clients, no matter where they live across the country. We make a strong effort to understand what's important to them what their family's names are, what their dog's name is. Mm -hmm. And it's a personal relationship. And I know everybody in our country maybe says they give great service and know their customers, but we take great pride in it that our entire team knows who we are working with and who we're talking to on the other side of the phone or the online meeting. Yeah. All right. So I'm really going to pin you down on this one. Dog person or cat person? Uh, no, I'm kidding. You don't have to answer that. I, <laughs> I don't want you to exclude 50% of the audience <laughs> by any means. <laughs> we'll just... I, have never, I have never worked in a pet store. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. So I know that education is, is part of why you started this podcast, Corey, that you really want to help folks. And this podcast is nationwide. Actually, it's worldwide. Let's be honest. It's worldwide. You'll, you, you work nationwide. I know that you're licensed in multiple states, and we could talk about that on another podcast. But what kind of client education do you do besides this podcast? We learned many years ago that the main reason clients get dissatisfied with their current advisor is lack of communication. Mm-hmm. We go down the communication path, which dovetails into the education. We draft weekly emails to all of our clients. We write quarterly newsletters. We send magazines. If you're a client of our firm, you will never, and I try not to make many guarantees, but I will guarantee that you will never think that we forgot about you. Mm. In addition, we do client meetings and, you know, verbal things, but we educate 
in a way where we're not coming across as salespeople because we're mm-hmm. not salespeople. There's salespeople in the world and there's planners. We definitely fall into the planner camp. But I don't want to hit somebody out of the blue with a great new idea. I would rather send it to them in writing or in a personalized video that I send clients mm-hmm. so that they have time to digest and think about how that might fit or might not fit into what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And uh, listening audience, I got to tell you, Corey's a man of his word. We met probably a month, month and a half ago. So I'm going on this journey with you. I'm going to be learning from Corey as well. And just yesterday, uh, in my hands, I've got uh, Corey's book. He's got a book. And I love the title, Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money, (laughs) which this is the type of title I need, right? This is the type of book that is speaking directly to me. And we'll talk about this on another podcast as well. But Stop doing dumb things with your money. Corey, I'm going to do a little bit of admitting here. My wife and I leased a minivan in 2008. Okay, there. That's a dumb thing I did with our money. It was one of the worst <laughs> decisions we made, but we'll talk about that later. He sent me this book. I know that you're, you're going to make an offer here at the end of the podcast to, to send folks this book as well, but you can't do this alone. Books, webinars, videos, podcast, you've got a ton of stuff going on. Who's on your team and what do they do to help you out? We have a team of seven. Two people at the front of our office. These are the first impression people that you're going to meet and see. They answer the phone. They greet you with a smile if you're here in our city. They manage the schedule. They they determine what you need or what you want to talk about. And then they put you in connection with me. Mm-hmm. We also have two other advisors on the team. And we operate as a team. So if one of us is occupied with a client meeting... We can get clients instant answers. And then in addition to that, we have behind the scenes operational people that make sure all of our online account access is in place, data feeds. We score all of our client accounts on a daily basis from a volatility standpoint. We got a lot of technical things going on. I don't want to bore you down that path today, but quite simply, we take care of stuff that people don't want to take care of Mm -hmm. so we can make life easier for the clients. All right. And I know that you spoke about trust earlier, that- Clients aren't going to trust you, and, and, and people shouldn't just trust somebody they first meet. Uh, they've got to have a process to get to know them. I know you do that through education. You do that through events, uh, especially when we can have more events after this whole COVID thing uh, blows over, hopefully. Knowing that, uh, you still want to know a little bit more about the history of somebody, and you've given us a little bit of a taste of that. But I'd like to ask you about your designations and some of the advanced education that you have. And if you could explain that to the audience a little bit, because- most of these acronyms that, that the, the financial services industry use are, are kind of confusing. So what designations do you have and what do they stand for? I have always taken the belief that anybody can go out and get designations to put initials behind their lame name and get a bigger business card. And, and that's not the reason to do that. I chose to become an accredited investment fiduciary or an AIF, so to speak. Okay. Because it really struck home with me on what this is all about. If you're dealing with people's finances, the dollars that they worked hard to receive and accumulate, you want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And being a fiduciary is absolutely key. And it means we have to do the right thing for clients each and every time or we face criminal charges. And to me, that holds a lot more weight and value and I'm not going to pick on the certified financial planners, but I guess I kind of am. <laughs> People go out and they think it's a great thing to have a certified financial planner degree or a CFP mm-hmm. designation so that they can create 
a 200 page report for somebody or a projection of what the, the future path of their life is. Now, I can do the same report, but do I think there's value to that when they're going to walk out of my office and life will change tomorrow or the day after? Mm-hmm. And that's why I've, I've really hung my hat on this, this acronym of WIN. We can set 20-year goals. What's important? The stuff that's today. What's important now that we need to solve and deal with in order to get to tomorrow and the day after that, and then 20 years from there? So in my opinion, I really like the AIF designation, and that's, that's where I've chosen to be. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's fantastic. And I, I hear a theme throughout, number one, the, the title of the podcast, obviously, and, and things you've already spoken about. But my last question for this section is, what is your business or investment philosophy? And I'm sure it kind of wraps around what we've already talked about, but what else can you tell me? Success in life is not about bragging to others or accumulating the biggest pile of assets you can get. It's about figuring out what's important to you and then taking the steps to solve that. And we're here to help people have that conversation to get through that. Mm -hmm. Because if I just look you in the eye, Eric, and say, hey, tell me what your goals are. You know, that's such an open-ended question that I don't think you're going to get a real dialed-in answer that's worth a darn. Yeah, yeah. So setting goals and reaching those goals is really an ongoing process that should be day by day, month by month, and onward. I'm passionate about what I do, and that's why we're really good at it. Because the entire team here sees how fired up I am to come to work here in the morning and and be the last one to leave that we have a hard work ethic here and we're going to get stuff done and help people get done what they need done. Fantastic. All right. Well, that, that really closes out that first half of this podcast. The second half is we're going to dive into some personal questions, not too personal, but you know, so the audience can get to know you, what you, what makes you tick outside of work. Uh, And speaking of which, when you're not working, what do you do for fun? Yeah, I'm an empty nester now, Eric. So the, the, uh, I have three kids. They're all out of the house. They're all in college. At this point, anyway, and and so we've went through a lot of sporting events and band, music, cheer, dance. We can go on the list for a long time, but <laughs> kind of in a new chapter of life myself. A couple of years ago, we did enter the world of boating. Oh, so man. I own a boat. Fun fact, I don't even like water. What? But I do like a boat that keeps me out of the water. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so the family, we like to go boating and catch some sun and all that good stuff. Listen to loud music. Oh, there you go. That's fantastic. Now, now I know you're in Iowa. You're not too far from Okaboji, right? And, and for those that don't know what Okaboji is, look it up. It is a incredible lake. It's a blue water lake, if I'm not mistaken. Is, how they, is that how they term it? It's a collection of lakes. One of those, the largest one, West Okaboji, is a blue water lake, which is fed by an under ground stream or <laughs> glacier yeah it's, it's part spring of a glacier thing in spring and yeah it's crazy and it's, it's just a gorgeous lake been there many 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 times so a little like i, I said earlier a little jealousy is going to come out of me for the for being that close to okaboji it's wonderful i'm sure that you're having tons of fun there let, let me ask you this this is i i like to ask this one of, of just actually i like to ask this of strangers as well which is kind of weird on a bus but if you had all the money in the world Corey, what would you do I would absolutely buy a professional sports team. Really? What kind? My heart's probably in basketball, but I mean, it could, it could be any of the main, main sports. The reason I would do it would not be to make money. It would be to, to try and win. Okay. Win the whole damn thing and, and, and hoist that trophy. I mean, how cool would that be? <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> Usually it's like with all the tickers and things coming down or whatever, the, the confetti and stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. That would be a, a rush of a lifetime for sure. 
Huh. In a, in a crazy circle here, you know, if I think about it, when we started this podcast, I talked about some crazy dream I had when I got my first job out of college and actually came true. But buying a sports team, that is a stretch. So I'm not going to go on the record and think this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't part of the five-year goal. <laughs> got it. All right. What is one thing, Corey, that you recommend most to clients, family, and friends? And this could be anything. This could be a book. This could be a pizza topping. This could be a vacation spot. What do you got? I truly believe in this. Actually, I talk about this in the book, but I, I truly, from the heart, mean this. Most people in life regret the things they didn't do more than the things that they did do. Mm -hmm. People need to step off the ledge, so to speak, and, and don't be afraid to try something new or stick your neck out once in a while. I'm not talking crazy illegal activities. I'm talking just <laughs> don't be afraid to, to try something you didn't think you'd ever try. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Here's one of my favorite questions. Corey, tell us one thing that most people don't know about you. I absolutely love 80s hair bands. <laughs> okay. Rock and roll music. Which one's your favorite? You're really going to put me on the spot here. I am. Totally. I'll be honest. I'm, I love just about every genre of music, and including 80s hair bands, but my my love of of which band shifts often depending on what mood i'm in for that month so it, it doesn't have to be the one you follow the most but have you ever gotten like a haircut based on one of your favorite bands or <laughs> done any makeup or anything one time for a, a halloween party i dressed up as slash from oh, there you go. Moses. yes yes a little bit of gnr that's fantastic <laughs> If you put me on the spot here to, to name bands, you know, yeah, I could go with the go-tos of Guns N' Roses and ACDC, but the hidden gem, and my wife would never get this. If this was the newlywed game, I've been married for over 20 years, she would never get this. L.A. Guns. Really? All right. There you go. That's not as very well underrated. known as most. Yeah, very underrated. That's, that's fantastic. Love that. All right, Corey, now we're going to get a little bit more serious. What is your idea of success? If I had to ask you for that definition, what's your idea of success? I truly think that success is being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. So whether you're 35 years old and you love your job, that's great. But that same person 20 years later, success is going to mean a different thing. So it's an evolving, mm. transitioning thing. But at the end of the day, if you can smile, maybe even shed a tear, you know, that, that's a pretty good day for most. Mm -hmm. Another tough one. What is your proudest achievement? Yeah, I've got two for you. I, the first one would be, I don't want to say I'm the world's greatest dad, but I am proud that of all my kids' events, I could probably count on one hand the number of those things that I ever had to miss. My wife and I always made a, a strong effort to support our kids for every sporting event or type of extracurricular activity in school, out of school, church, out of church, you know, whatever that means. Being there, being supportive through thick and thin. You don't always win every game, but boy, it's still fun to participate and smile with a teammate. Yeah. Probably the, the second thing was when I wrote that book, because that was that was my moment of stepping off the ledge and just seeing if I could do it. And and I joke with people that I could have wrote a textbook, but you know who'd read it? <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Not Nobody a... <laughs> wants to read a textbook. So <laughs> so it's it's more of a coffee table book or stick it in a backpack type book, but proud that I did it and I'd I'd tell people other other people, you know, stick your neck out and go for it sometimes. Yeah. All right. Well, we're wrapping up the, the, this podcast pretty quickly. And this is kind of my last question for this section. I'm going to ask you for some contact information and a little bit, a little bit about the future here in a moment. But after going through 2020, 
And that was a tough year for a lot of people. 2021 has been weird and, and ups and downs and so on and so forth. It's pretty easy to lose focus. It's pretty easy to somebody's flipping through the news and just there's so much stuff, garbage that we're hearing on a daily basis. Do you have a mantra or a motto or something that you say to yourself that helps you keep and stay focused when maybe it's easy to lose focus? I always go back to do what you say you will do. And that doesn't matter if it's with your family or at work. But if you've promised something to somebody, by all means, you better get done what you said you do. And at our office, we make an effort to reply to every client email and phone call the same day. And sometimes that answer is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, we don't have your answer, but we got back to you today and we're going to get back to you with the real answer tomorrow. Just be accountable. There you go. There, that is a, there's the answer after there a long go. roundabout. Be accountable. <laughs> be accountable. All right. And, and I like the way you said it the first time. Do what you said you're going to do uh, because there, there's that accountability piece. Being a, a person of your word is so important, especially in today's day and age. So I love that. All right. So we said earlier, this podcast is nationwide. I, this is a multi-part question. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> Who should be listening to this podcast? That's number one. And give us a little bit of a, of a glimpse of what you're going to be talking about on this podcast in the future. People that want to win. People that want to be winners. And I'm not talking sports. I'm talking winning can be improving yourself. It can be breaking a habit, advancing in your career, buying a house, on and on and on. We want to visit and educate optimistic people that are looking to improve themselves and become winners by whatever definition that means to them. Got it. Going forward, we're going to reiterate to people that we're knowledgeable in tons of topics here. But at the end of the day, you want to do business or refer your family to do business with people you trust. And I don't care if that's your accountant or your lawyer or your physician or your financial planner. You need to work with people you enjoy and you trust and you know are knowledgeable. We've already educated our existing clients, and we feel like we can do a heck of a lot bigger and better job across the country, around the world, like you said, by educating more people in a medium where they can listen to us on their own convenient timeline. Yeah. As this podcast continues and you you put out episodes, you're going to be putting out episodes a couple times a month, every other week or so. I know that people will get to understand you more, learn about you, learn about the education process and learn a lot of the education that you're going to teach them. They're going to want to reach out. What's the best way to reach out to you and your team to maybe ask the questions that they have and that, that come up as they listen to this stuff? We have a phone number. We have a website. All those will be disclosed here at the end of the podcast, but we have a short video of me explaining our philosophy, how we work for clients, what it feels like. It's a video that's less than two minutes long. If you reach out to us, either through social media, the website, by phone, we will email this to you. You can watch it on your own time and you can decide if we might be the right fit for a follow-up phone call or an online meeting or an in-person meeting. We do those too. Absolutely. We want to work with people that want to work with us. And I can assure you, we are not here to sell anything. We are not going to twist arms or pester you. So if you watch the video and don't like the way that I talk or smile, that's okay too. <laughs> but by all means, I, mean, I joke about that, but I do believe people get better results in life if they work with a financial professional. So I'm not saying I got to be that person for everybody in the world, but find somebody that's the right fit for you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Brass tax. What's the best contact info? If anybody wants to reach out to us, I think the 800 number is the best and easiest way. 
toll-free 800-657-4316. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Corey. And of course, thank you, the listening audience, for tuning in and listening to The Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. I know you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, but it's really easy to do so. Click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Corey comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Hymanson Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Hymanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities. 